What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I'm Manny Gomez at Manny Go Three. Luis, what up, brah? What's up, guys? Follow me on Twitter at Hovamojo. I'm not gonna explain to you where that name came from. You're just gonna have to deal with it. But he's obsessed with Jay Z. Uh, follow the show at WTTS. Wait, WT the show and hit that subscribe button, guys. Smash the shit out of that motherfucker. Like, yeah, take your 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 mouse cursor point it at the subscribe button and then throw your mouse at the wall so that it clicks it like as hard as possible yeah and for anybody watching this that's recently been engaging in the comment section of the youtube video we encourage that shit keep it coming but uh bring your friends along too man get a get us get a support group going yeah you know we know we're, we know we're new at this we're primarily an audio podcast the whole video component is really pretty recent for us and we like seeing the interaction, so keep them coming. Um, For and sure. If you're, and if you feel really strong about your opinions, come on the show, man. Like, yeah, put put up or shut up. What the? Fuck? Actually, we have a hotline for voicemails. We're gonna have to bring that back around. We sure, we sure do. Can't tell you what that is right now, but we sure yeah. do. Uh, but you could go on uh, Anchor, go on our Anchor podcast site, um, and you could leave us a message through there, and we will definitely respond to it. But anyway. Enough of these haters. Let's uh, <clears throat> let's talk some baseball, man. Let's do it. I think the most important thing that happened uh, since we last spoke was the trade deadline. So yep. any re- any reactions, Mister Luis? Uh, yeah, man. The Red Sox traded away Kevin Pillar. I think the Rockies. I think it was the Rockies that we traded him away to. I believe so. so yes. I just want to say Kevin Pillar is a baller, man. I like Kevin Pillar, and I think he's underrated in terms of what he brings like his his quality of play style one one uh, of the main reasons why i think the balls are juiced is because of kevin pilar <clears throat> because he's smacking the ball around yeah because all of a sudden he's a hitter well the balls are the balls are definitely i don't care what the numbers will say at the end of the year if they project that the home run record would not have been shattered by the end of the year you can't convince me from what i've seen uh Choi's home run off garrett cole yesterday i think it was yeah, dude, the ball, rub, they're rubber. The balls are currently made of rubber. How about much. Ronald Acuna's first at bat back from the from the IL against Garrett Cole? Four hundred seventy-three feet. Insane. I mean, the he's longest. he's a, he can. <laughs> Ronald Acuna is one of those rare talents. He goes oppo deep. It doesn't really matter, but it's just I've seen so many guys out in front or almost jammed off the end of the bat, and the ball's like not just tip, you know, hitting the wall. It's like ricocheting off the wall at a high speed yeah it's going over the fence it's it's, it's all the stuff man balls are juiced but um real quick on kevin pilar this this guy is a 407 career slugging um hitter in fenway this year 470 that's all i'm saying 470 slugging oh yeah the balls um, are juiced balls are definitely juiced but no no i'm just i'm throwing some shade at kevin pilar i agree he's a baller you're like he, he made a play in fenway i think it was a week or two ago and it, i just said like Every year, there's at least five of those for Kevin Pillar, where he just like sacrifices his entire body for a ball, and somehow manages to come up with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, are, are you surprised that the the Red Sox didn't trade JBJ? That that was a big name that was out there, and it just never happened. Uh, no, I'm not surprised. He he's been with the team for a while, and. You know, sometimes trades don't happen not because lack of trying, but maybe there just wasn't it wasn't the right the right pieces weren't in place. I don't know. Um, I mean, are you are you looking at it in a, in the in the way that 
they should just take what they can get at any at any price? It, no, not at any price. But I, I think um, his name was floating around out there. I think the market for hitters was very weak in the trade deadline. The biggest bat that went that that uh, moved was Starling Marte to uh, where did he Miami. go again? To Miami, correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that given that that the Red Sox might have been able to get a little bit more than than they had anticipated for him. I'm also surprised that they didn't try to move uh, Mr. Justinger's Martinez, too. Just because he hasn't opt out again at the end of next season, I believe. And he's owed close to $20 million per year for the next two years. And I don't think the Red Sox... I'm not trying to throw shade. I just don't think you guys are going to compete for a couple of years. Maybe a year or two. Yeah, You could get a lot for a bat like that. Even though he's struggling this year, we know what he's capable of. No, yeah, I agree. I I thought J.D. Martinez would have been moved. I'm assuming that because he's been performing at a subpar level this year that maybe they didn't want to trade him for nothing. Um, if he doesn't opt out, I think we have him for one more year. So it could always be traded next year. We won't be competing next year as well, at least. So that we don't get any smart-ass comments, any condescending comments out there, Luis. He has two more years left on his contract. He has... 19.3 19.35 million owed next year and he can opt out after that's after next year and then if he opts back in he's owed another 19.35 million yeah for what jd martina jd martinez can do like what he's capable of 19 million isn't that bad so again i think the opportunity to trade him will still be there next year all right you don't have to yell shit i'm sorry man all right. How about I just want to say one. I yeah, just want to say one more thing about the Red Sox, man. Alex Verdugo, that guy's a baller too, man. I'm happy that he was able to to play for us this year. <clears throat> yeah, that was definitely a uh, a fair trade. Mookie Betts and David Price for Verdugo. <laughs> Does that make sense? That's not that's not what I that's not what I said, man. But God, putting words into my mouth, Jesus. <laughs> uh, Mookie Betts having another MVP caliber season over in Los Angeles. Damn, he looks good in blue, man. I like I like Mookie in Los Angeles. He looked better in a Red Sox uniform. Let's just call it what it is. All right. Uh, the biggest trade, I think, was Mike Clevenger to the Cleveland Indians. And now that should open up a spot for your boy, Zach Plezak, to come back. Any news on that end? Yeah, he's pitching today, I believe. Nice. Against the Kansas City Royals. So I'm expecting a 20 spotter right there. Okay. Okay, Kansas and just City for Royals. and just and just for you guys that don't know, Zach Plesac is on my fantasy team, um, and because he decided to, I don't know, go to an Outback Steakhouse, I guess, with some of his boys and Mike Clevenger, uh, I guess they were teaching him a lesson. He hasn't pitched since he hasn't pitched a, since August eighth. August eighth, yeah. he hasn't pitched. Um, apparently, they didn't have room for him, but yep, now he's returning. From, he's returning from the alternate training site, and he will be starting today against the Royals. So hopefully, you know, things work out. The other biggest, the other big move was Starling Marte uh, to the Miami Marlins, which is, I was kind of surprised by because just a few seconds bef- before this trade was announced, it had been announced that Jonathan Villar had been traded to the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, and the reason why I'm surprised by that is because Jonathan Villar is one of, is one of Miami's better hitters I think I think he led baseball with nine steal, nine steals and Starling Marte is definitely a really good bat but 
I kind of see them as similar hitters at this point. Um, good for average. Marte isn't hitting for power this year. He only has two home runs. Um, you know, he doesn't he, – he can run the, run, the ba- run the bases really well. He's, he's stolen 30, uh, 47 bags before in the past. It doesn't seem like he's running at that rate this year. So I'm not really sure what the point of that move was. Yeah, like if I had to choose between Starling Marte or Jonathan VR, I'm, I, I'd go Marte, but they're only going to have him for another year. Mm-hmm. And I really don't know if the Marlins are our contenders this year. Right? I mean, they're they're currently sitting they're at, in it. They're in it, yeah. But I mean, they're currently sitting at a 500 record. Yeah. With a negative negative 11 run differential. I don't think they will necessarily go into the playoffs and and you know, I'm, I'm not sure that they're going to be able to compete. So I don't really know why they're why they're making moves unless it was trading away, you know, a, a player like Jonathan VR who they only have for this year. Um, that that makes sense, but to bring in Starling Marte, I don't really it kind of missed me on that one too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Miami, as it currently stands, is based on run differential. They'll be the third seed in the postseason ranking. Um, so they're in it, and and I I can see why they're trying to make some moves. I think it's it's nice to see that the Miami Marlins are bringing players in as opposed to just kicking them out. Um. But that move in general, for me, was confusing. Trade away VR, get back Marte, um, because I'm looking at their numbers right now. They both have the same number of home runs. VR has two home runs. Marte has two home runs. Uh, Marte has a better batting average. VR has more stolen bases. VR can play multiple positions. He can play any, anywhere across the diamond, where starting Marte is primarily an outfielder. Um, Let's see. Marte's 31. VR is 30, 29, 30, 29. He's younger. 29. He's 29. Maybe it's the contract situation. Maybe they're trying to free themselves of some money. VR would have is was owed 8.2 million this year, but it expires. It was just a one year deal. Marte's owed 12 next year. Okay. So and yeah, it doesn't. I don't know. I don't get it. He's older. He's older. He's owed more money. Uh, yeah, I don't get it either. I don't think the Marlins needed to make a move is, is pretty much what I'm saying. It seemed like it was, it was a like move to just for the away. sake of making moves. And you got yeah. rid of Caleb Smith too, which he's not a great, he's not great or anything, but he's okay. Like in the past, he's been a middle of the road type of starter, mid four ERA, low to mid four ERA. This year, he's not doing so great. Um, kind of confusing, but okay. Now both players are still, both players are still technically in the playoff on because Toronto, man, Toronto, mm. huh? How about mm-hmm. the Blue Jays? On the Yankees, mm-hmm. breathing down the Yankees' neck right now, uh, and then all right, chill, right? We, what the fuck? Then, Damn! All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> and then obviously, <laughs> Toronto hey, and the Yankees face off ten ten times this month. By the way, so those are going to be big games between these two teams. But Toronto's currently eight and nine against teams above five hundred. Yankees are currently sitting at five and eleven. Man, we spoke about this red- already. We- you guys yeah, yeah we did, we did, we did. We don't, we don't need to. You don't have to keep throwing, shit, <laughs> keep throwing shade on my team. What the fuck? I just want to quickly say also Marlin, Miami Marlins are 4-7 and seven against teams above 500. And they have to make up about five games to be in line with, uh, with Atlanta. Baseball has announced that they are going to go with a postseason bubble. They, they took my advice. You guys can check out that video. They called me up. They said, hey, I like your idea. 
we're going to go for it. Uh, just don't tell anybody that we're calling you, that some random dude in Pennsylvania is giving us ideas. Just kidding. But anyway, there's, there is going to be a postseason bubble, which something clicked recently for me. I, I've been down on the Yankees. And then I remember that, that there, there, there's going to be a postseason bubble, which made me think this. It doesn't matter where you're seated if there's going to be a postseason bubble because there's no home field advantage. So who gives a fuck where you're going to play? If you're in a postseason bubble, the reason why I'm trying to get a higher seating is so that I, I, I can face an easier opponent, one. And two, I can have home field advantage. I can sleep in my own bed more. I can go see my wife more. I can go fuck around with my kids a little more. But since it's going to be a bubble now, it doesn't matter. And if the Yankees are at full force in October, if they can get everybody back healthy, I'm okay with taking the eight seed. I feel confident enough in my team. You know, I don't know. You're right. When healthy, I, I, I don't think it, I think it matters less if the Yankees are healthy. But they are 13 and six at home compared to six and eight away. And you would want to get that. You would want to get that first seed to get that first week by, right? I don't think there's going to be a buy, though, because... All right, then I completely missed how that playoff picture is going to pan out. I thought, right. there, I thought two teams on each side were going to get a, a first-week buy of some sort. But I think it does matter where you're seated still. I mean, you don't want to face off against the number one seeded team, who in this case, at this point, would be Tampa. Yeah, and that would be the hardest, the hardest opponent for the Yankees. And by the way, Luis just, has just revealed himself to us here. He does not check up on WTTSPod.com, where I write a weekly piece called if the 2020 mlb postseason started today and yesterday i wrote a new one and um i check it, it man it's just that you know football's <laughs> about to start they have a bye week they have a, a, a similar playoff picture with bye weeks and shit so i'm sorry man i'm not perfect all right okay, well, i'm just whatever. a red sox fan it's been a hard year <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you who don't know how the mlb postseason is going to work in years past since they added the second wild card the two top team, the two top, wait, no, the three division winners get a bye while the two wildcard teams play a elimination game uh, to determine who's going to face off in the ALDS. This year, they're allowing eight teams in each division, and it's going to work kind of like the NBA, NFL, where the one seed faces the eight seed, the two seed the se- faces the seven seed, three seed faces six, four faces five. Um, but since they're playing in a and, and they're gonna face off in a best of three elimination uh, best of three series first before you go into the ALDS, which is a best best of five, then you go into the ALCS, which is a best of seven, and into the World Series where the Yankees will be crowned the twenty the the champion the twenty twenty champion their twenty eighth World Series, unmatched by any other organization in American professional sports. As it stands right now, as of yesterday, the Yankees would be facing off against the Cleveland Indians, which you can't you can't sniff at either because they, they're still gonna throw at you um Bieber. Shane Bieber for game one. Yep. And then they have to just win one more game after that. You know what I mean? In that first in that yeah. first uh series. Again, man, I think I think seeding matters in this case just because you know it, it, obviously it all depends on the Yankees' health. But even with their health, you, you don't want to face the Rays. A part of me feels like you don't want to face even the Astros. The Astros have been hot lately. The White okay. Sox are, 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 are a threatening team. 
I know you guys own the Twins, but if you face the Twins in a three-game series, who knows what could happen? I mean, uh, yeah, three-game series. Oakland A's is a tough team, so I think seeding matters, you know? The Chicago White Sox, by the way, uh, 22-13, and 13, not the best record, but they have the best run differential in the American League, and they're in first place. We thought the Twins were going to run away with that division. The White Sox we are did. in first place, and the Indians are in second place. The Twins are barely they're, hanging on to the to the seventh seed. They're they're they could lose it to to the Blue Jays very soon. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. How about the Astros, though, man? I'm still going to hold on to this. And by the way, it's going to be hard to lose to lose a postseason for the teams that are currently in right now. It's going to be hard for that to change, I think, moving forward. Because if I look at the teams that are in it, again, Rays, Yankees, Toronto, White Sox, Cleveland, Minnesota, Oakland, and Houston. After that, I can't see any of these other teams coming out of nowhere to compete. Like, I know that the Detroit Tigers are 500, but I don't really believe in the Detroit Tigers. They almost remind me of the Marlins. They have a negative 21 run differential. They're 500. They're... And they're one game behind Minnesota, tied in the loss column. I don't know. I don't think Detroit is going to be a threat. Kansas City is not a threat. Texas isn't a threat. Seattle isn't a threat. Los Angeles isn't a threat. Baltimore isn't a threat. And who definitely isn't a threat is the Boston Red Sox. That team is just a fucking joke. But um, <laughs> <laughs> so Listen. I, think, I think that at this point, we're looking at what the playoff picture is going to be already in October for the American League. Yeah. As a Yankees fan, put me anywhere in the seating. I just want my team to be healthy at this point. And I feel good in my team if they're healthy. And I need Garrett Cole to fucking figure your shit out. Like, stop giving up home runs already. Uh, yeah, man. I, I, I think, like I said, if healthy, I really it, it matters less where you're seated. But even then, I just think that uh, pitching-wise, you're not as solid as, as you like to think, especially because you said Garrett Cole is struggling a little bit. Or not that he's like, struggling so terribly he's just not the Garrett Cole of last year um and I think you're right I think the playoff picture is set in the American League for the teams that we're looking at in the National League Mm -hmm. however uh I'm a little shocked that you know San Francisco could technically squeeze find their way in the into the playoffs they're a half game behind the, the Rockies the Rockies are currently the uh, the Rockies probably the eight, are probably they're the, the seven seed. seed. Oh, okay. Wait. No, wait. All right, let me go through it. Atlanta, Miami, Chicago, St. Louis, Dodgers, San Diego, and then of the third place teams, you have Philadelphia is going to get in, and Colorado. Yeah. So San Francisco is a half a game behind uh, behind Colorado for the eight seed. Well, I don't think any of those third place teams are are set. I mean, Philadelphia is currently sitting at at a five hundred record as well. They're playing well, though, over the last 10 games, six and four. Um, yeah. And they're coming, they're coming to their own there. I, I feel good about Philadelphia. Joe Girardi is getting, getting the, the, 20, the mid-2000 Yankees back. David Phelps is back for Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> Didi's there. Didi's there. Um, I think the story of, the, of both leagues, actually, is these teams – like you said, the San Francisco Giants are half a game behind. The San Diego Padres sniffing the Los Angeles Dodgers. They're only four and a half games behind the Los Angeles Dodgers. 
Um, they have a they they score they have scored more runs than the Los Angeles Dodgers two eleven to two o four. I think that's the most in baseball, actually. Yeah, let me confirm that. It is the most in baseball. Um, they have a plus forty three run differential, and they just added uh, Clevenger. Whereas the Dodgers, I was looking at their depth chart. Walker Bueller's on the IL. He should be back pretty soon. But aside from Walker Bueller and and Clayton Kershaw, you have Dustin May, who we've seen him be really good. But he's we could, I I'm he's comfortable saying that he's on he's an unproven commodity right now. You're not sure where you're gonna get from Dustin May at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 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 ready to declare this CT, and I know that I I've become like I've adopted San Diego as my National League team kind of over the last few days. The San Diego Padres are are going to win the World Series this year, man, if it's not the Yankees. <clears throat> oh, wow. You know what? I didn't realize that Gavin Lux got called up. He had been called up earlier and sent back down. They're giving yeah. him another shot. I hadn't realized that he got called up, so who knows? He, he could have a big impact Maybe. down the stretch. I got to say, man, it's still the Dodgers to me. They, <laughs> <laughs> they have the best front differential. They have Mookie Betts. Uh, they're doing all this despite, you know, Walker Bueller not not performing to his ability and also being on the IL. I'm not sure if uh, Cody Bellinger has had the chance to bounce back yet, but um, I mean, look, they're they're 11 and five at home, 15 and five away. I think the Dodgers are the favorite. I would be shocked if they at least don't appear in the World Series. Okay, um, Cody My Bellinger. Friend. Is hitting 225, 305 with a 478 slugging. Um, let's see. Has there been improvement over the last 10 games? He's hitting 341 with a 438 on base, a 12, uh, 854 slugging. And he has okay. six home runs and 11 RBI in that time. Um, hmm. How about Christian Yelich, though? What's going on with Yelly? I don't know, man, but whichever way you look at it, I mean, it's really just like a sample size of a month and a half of, of baseball, mm-hmm. which is normal. I mean, look at look at Paul Goldschmidt and how he tends to usually perform. Like, I think Paul Goldschmidt usually starts off slow and then turns it up. So I, I don't want to speculate that there's anything wrong with Christian Yelich. I just think it's it's a small sample size and we won't really know until either until this season's over until next season starts. That's you know what? That's a good um good level-headed way to look at it and you kind of brought me down to earth there too because i'm looking at this at these numbers as if it's september you know yeah exactly like it is september but we're looking at as if we just had four to five six months of baseball um in all actuality yellow just played 32 games right now it's early may to these players it's not september and in early may you can have a hitter be sub 200 and by the end of the month, he could be hitting 300. You know what I'm saying? Like these numbers yep. are still fluctuating a lot. It's just kind of surprising to see this guy who's a perennial MVP candidate now, two years in a row. Last year, he, he was the runner up, but I think he was favored before he got hurt. And uh, he's below the Mendoza line. Um, yeah. Eight, eight home runs. He hit a bomb last week. He made the top 10 home run list. Check it out. WT, the uh, WTTSpod.com. Um, but yeah, man, this season is, is, I think the season is the season of the, of the have nots. I kind of wrote about this on call to the pen. You're seeing guys, the trade deadline was 
filled with with trades and it wasn't the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Dodgers. It wasn't those teams that were making all the moves. It was the Chicago White Sox. It was the wait a minute. The White Sox didn't make any moves. It was the Toronto Blue Jays. It was the San Diego Padres. It was um I think Oakland made a move. It Did was the, the Cubs a making a minor move. Who made a move? Did the Rays make a move? The Rays, I can't remember if they made a move Let or not. See. But it was the it was the smaller market teams, the Colorados who see a light at the end of the tunnel because of the expanded postseason and because many of these teams are in the postseason hunt for the first time and God knows when. Like the Miami Marlins, I was looking up, the Miami Marlins haven't been to the postseason since 2003 when they won the World Series. It's been almost 20 years for this team. And though the moves didn't make sense, in my opinion, their move, you know, it's still a sign that they're trying to do something. They must see something in Starling Marte that is beneficial to them maybe they needed an outfielder and not so much an infielder i don't know um so i'm having fun watching these games and i I gotta say something cts that is controversial but i'm okay with the seven inning double headers man yeah i'm I'm okay with them and i'm not i'm not hating that runner in second base rule i'm not hating it Okay, uh, real quick, before we get into that, because <laughs> <laughs> I know you, there's, you have to be lying if you think you, you like that, that rule. Uh, the I Rays, I like it. I said I don't hate me. it. Oh, the, shit. The Rays, the, the Rays traded designated hitter. Josh, please! <laughs> <laughs> the Rays, the Tampa Bay Rays. Best team in the American League. Uh, making me eat my words when I said I don't even think they're a wild card team. I, I said that they were the most dangerous team. Mm. I was like, nah, man, I'm not buying it. Fuck out of here. I don't know about that team. They suck. Nah. Uh, the race the race traded designated hitter Jose Martinez to the Cubs mm. for two players to be named, and then they called up outfielder Randy Arozarena. Arozarena. Mm. Randy Arozarena, a Cuban, Cuban professional guy, baseball believe. player. Yeah. He was previously on the St. Louis Cardinals. A Cuban. Hey, man. Oye. Oye, said it. He batted 300 with a 500 slugging with the St. Louis Cardinals last season. 23 plate appearances. Okay. I know we have a writer called to the pen that I believed interviewed Arozarena, Arozarena. And he's <laughs> allegedly highly touted. I'm not sure who this guy is. Comes straight out of Cuba, Havana, Cuba. Right hand. But I, I believe I believe in Tampa, man. That team just can't do anything wrong at this point. Like anybody they call up is a fucking beast. Randy Rice Sand. <laughs> hey, Randy. Arroz Arena. <laughs> All right, man. So can we briefly touch on this uh Runner on second base. So I, okay. So, admittedly, the Yankees didn't have an extra inning game all season until this the Mets series this past weekend, and we had two this past weekend, and mm-hmm. the Yankees won both of them. So, I want to just preface it with that that I I got to you, experience two extra inning games in a short span. And they both ended up in walk-offs for my. But team. I believe, but I believe you. You said that you enjoyed the that you didn't hate the rule before this happened with the Yankees. So to your credit, this didn't become a. I think it was. I think it was before. I think it was after throw, the Yankees. 
try to throw you a bone there, you sent it right back. Go ahead, man. <laughs> I so tried no, to. <laughs> I don't. I don't. But but in all honesty, and I'm trying to think. I'm trying to. I'm trying to be objective here. Even if the Yankees had lost, I would have been pissed off. But, um. I don't know, man. It's just I, I felt like there was more strategy involved. Like the the every pitch meant a little bit more because there's a guy in second base. There was more anxiety. You know, that's kind of what you're looking for in sports. You want to feel that rush, that adrenaline, that my team is close to blowing this shit and close to winning this. Like you're right in the middle. You're right on the cusp. And I think that uh, I think it was Chad Green who had blown the save the day before came in. And I think he struck out the side, but I think they had a runner on first, too. They ended up having a runner on first and second, and I just felt like, oh, my God, one pitch could fucking ruin this for the Yankees. And he got out of it, and it was, I don't know, man. It felt like a postseason game to me um, in that moment, just because that runner in second base just added that extra element. And not only that, both games ended with it. It didn't go more than one inning, I don't think. So it's in the sense that, it didn't turn into a 17, 18 inning affair. That was nice to see. And then the fact that the game for me became that much more entertaining because of it. Um, I don't hate it. Now, when we're back to normal, when when uh, Papa, Papa Trump comes up with the vaccine and uh, I'm calling him Papa Trump now because I don't want him to kill me whenever he becomes our a fascist dictator who takes over our country. Just kidding. Um, when... Just kidding, though. Forget the politics. When we get a vaccine and everything, you get and everything goes back to normal. I don't know if I'm, I'm going to. What I would do is, is after like the 12th inning, and I think we've talked about this before, after the 12th inning, then you put a runner on second base. Yeah, I, uh, I wouldn't mind, you know, to be honest with you, like there is that element of it being like uh there's that environment that it's like right there. Like the game could be over right there when the extra inning game starts. And I could almost get on board with that happening in the 12th inning, right? Something like that. In order to avoid those 17 inning, 18 inning games that um, I don't care if you're the biggest baseball fan of like, nobody wants to watch baseball for six hours straight. So no, just save it. Nobody wants to watch a baseball game for that long. There's nothing worse than when you go to when you go to sleep. This has happened to me before. Go to sleep like at the ninth inning. Oh, free baseball, ladies and gentlemen. And you wake up like two hours later and they're still playing. You're like, God damn. Like, seriously? Yeah. Nobody wants to watch a nine inning game that goes four hours because of all like the the batters fixing their batting gloves and the pitching changes and stuff. So I, I, I like I almost I do like the rule where and someone's alarm is going off over here. But I like the I like the rule where the bullpen arm comes in and has to pitch to a minimum of three batters. I, I like that rule. E- even even if it starts in the twelfth inning, though, my problem is, is that it's it's so hard to come by to get a guy on second base. Like that is not an easy thing to do. Just to give a team that, regardless if both teams had the same opportunity, it's just it's to me it's just so hard. Like it's almost like the compromise should be start a guy at first base. Okay. But then again, like that could go, that could work to the advantage of a ground ball pitcher and you got a double play, whatever. The best thing would be to just do away with the rule entirely, but to put a guy on second base with no outs, man, like. But the, the thing, the, the, the fair aspect about it, the reason why I don't mind it is because it's not like in football. Like I, I get my team to the 30 yard lines, 
score a field goal and I win in, in overtime. Well, they changed that rule, but yeah. Yeah, but still, football's overtime rules are fucking stupid. Um, okay. Fair. Just my opinion. Um, I think it's if you score a touchdown, game over, right? If but you a score a touchdown. Goal, dumb. You score who, a touchdown, who, who decided that? But that was that was, even up until like five years ago, it was that if you kick a field goal, yeah. and I, my my timetable could be way off. I don't care, guys. Once you pass a certain age, everything is like a five years ago type of thing. Right. But it's all the same. It wasn't until recently that it was it was still the rule that a field goal would win you the game, which is ridiculous. Right. Like ridiculous. nobody wants to lose a game like that. Um. But yeah, go ahead. But um, with with baseball, what I'm trying to say is. The, the Tampa Bay Rays, was it the Rays? No, the Mets. I'm looking at Rice, uh, Rice and Sand over here. Randy Arrozarena, um, Tampa Bay Rays. What I'm trying to say is that the Rays got the opportunity and then the Yankees had an opportunity to retort. So had the Rays scored a run, the Yankees would have had a chance to come back and win. Like both teams are going to have the opportunity to have a runner on second base and to score some runs. So I feel like, I'm okay with it because if you didn't do what needed to be done within the first nine innings to win a game or the first seven innings, depending on, you know, whether it's a doubleheader or not, then all bets are off in, in overtime and in, in uh, extra innings, as long as both teams have the same opportunities. And I feel like both teams have the same opportunities. The Yankees scored and they won and that's it. Um, so I'm okay with it. Honestly, I'm, t- I'm, I'm okay. To, I'm going to go, I'm going to go even further, Luis, and you're going to hate this. Are Don't you ready? Do Don't are you do ready? it. How about things are back to normal? Papa Trump gets the vaccine for all of us. We're all healthy. We're we're good to go. We can cough on each other and everything again. Can't wait for that. Can't wait for some random guy to cough on me again. Um, what am I saying here? And uh, baseball says, guys, all right. The vaccine is not going to cure anything, guys, because <laughs> there's going to be a, a large majority of the population that will not take the vaccine. Well, At that's least why with it. At least within the first year. So that's why Papa Trump is going to force us to take it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. (laughs) Here's what I would do. Tenth inning, a runner on first. You do that for three innings. If you haven't scored anything, twelfth inning, inning number 12 here, put a runner on first and second. What's that? Fifteenth inning? Still, Still tie game? Still over here? All right. Let's put a runner first, second, and third. Nah, man. Let's load the bases, bro. Stop, stop, stop. You know, it's just not, it doesn't feel right to just give a team a runner on base. Think about it, man. We both both teams have the same opportunities. We praise guys. I know both teams have the same opportunities, but so what? Who knows? Who knows what team is better? If there's a team that's better at hitting than the other team, they, they will always have the advantage anyway. So what's the point? Like, I don't know, man. What I'm I, saying, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is this: we praise guys that get on base less than half the times, and we're just gonna give them a guy at second. Just here, yeah. Take it, so hey. just to just to speed the game up a little bit. Here's a here's a here's a ball too, man. Here, let's start the count one and zero as well. Put the count in your favor. <laughs> Why not? Fuck it. Oh, hey, we're gonna bring the outfield in for you guys too. Fuck it. Okay, so half of what I said there, I was joking. I don't want to do. I know, like, I, know, I, know. A, I know. I don't run But I know you're joking. But I do. I I didn't mind it. And again, my team won, so I, I'm biased right now. I need to see. I need to feel it when I lose and see how I feel when I lose, because that that's kind of how I base things on. But if it felt like, I don't know. I liked it. Like I stayed. I stayed and watched the game. Yes, it was a seven inning game because it was a double header. So the extra innings was. In the, they started the runner on second in the eighth inning, but. 
I liked it, man. I like I like the, what do you want me to do? I like the home run derby idea better than that. Just because See, I, it's I feel like people would be, would would be harder would have a harder time accepting that than the runner on second base. Well, yeah, because it's completely out of left field. Like, you know, it's a it's a new thing that's never been done before. Even with the runner starting on second, uh it you know, that's still part of like the regular baseball game but it's just it's like you're putting a guy in scoring position you're not just you're not it doesn't feel right man doesn't all right how right. about like oh man how about this how about like remove remove a fielder if extra innings center fielder has to has to get out of the game nah man just keep the game exactly the same <laughs> if the home team is winning by the end of the nine innings or 10th inning a lot if the home field team is winning at the end of the last inning they win it period man <laughs> all right Stop trying to change the game of baseball, man. You would, man, if you had your way. No, see, but the thing is, is that I understand. Like, I, I get that that these things are changing the sport and, you know, the sport eventually is not going to look the way it looked like 100 years ago. But that's okay because the world has changed. The world is moving a lot faster. People don't want, like you said, people don't want to sit there and watch a baseball game for three and a half hours you and i will because we're we're sick obsessed fans we have issues like deep 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 issues yeah but 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 some kids coming up now they're gonna be like what the like what the fuck it's i started watching this game at one o'clock it's 8 p.m they're in the 19th inning here like can this game be over now like we're losing those people we have to i think to come around already i think things need to be done to speed up the game but to insert a scoring opportunity when it wasn't there before. I mean, that's like having an overtime game in the NFL, and then you get to pick one wide receiver that gets to uh, run two seconds before the ball is snapped or something. Like it's like too, it's too much. You you went you went too far. You put a guy in scoring position that wasn't there before, and it's it's hard to get a guy there in the first place, especially when you're facing a team with a with a good bullpen. You know, you're just you're just giving away games at that point. To me, I know teams have the same opportunity, but I wouldn't like a, a overtime game in basketball where you're allowed to uh, stand under the basket for ten seconds now because it's an overtime game or something. You know, like it's it's just you're it's too much, man. It's too much. Don't do it. If it was up to you, there wouldn't be home and away jerseys. Everyone would play in the same structured field. There wouldn't be any there wouldn't be any customization to like a team's no, style. I like that. I like that about baseball. Sure, man. Sure, sure. I just think we have to kind of just let go a little bit and just nah, man. Not with that. Not with that. Embrace the changes. So you think that if baseball institutes this rule, do you think that you would ever come around to this rule? Do you think like ten years from now you're gonna be like, fuck, man, they changed the goddamn rule. Now I don't watch baseball anymore. I can tell you for sure, without a doubt in my mind, that if this becomes the norm, I will never look at it as like a good thing. It would always be a thing to me. It's like, yeah, this is this is this is. This is what baseball is. You you hit the ball, you get on base, you drive in the run. You're just putting a guy at second. It just I think that, I think you need to I think you need to experience it first. I'm telling you, I've ex- man. It, I've experienced it. it. I've watched. It felt good. It felt nice. I, I watched. A, <laughs> I watched a bunch of games where it's happened already, and it's whatever. If if it becomes the norm, I'm not going to become any less of a baseball fan. But I will always make the argument that. It just doesn't it doesn't fit like you're just putting a guy in scoring position for nothing just because the game went ahead of its schedule like 
I don't know. All I'm saying is maybe I like a, maybe I like you know a little adrenaline, but it felt good to me. Felt no, really but good. equate equate what putting a runner on scoring position in baseball equate that to any other sport and tell me if it makes sense. Like in football, to me, like the first thing that comes to mind is that the wide receiver gets to run down the field a second before the ball is snapped, or maybe the ball gets snapped once the wide receiver is ten yards down the field. Like it just doesn't make sense or that they get to remove a player off the team to, to advantage to the offense. You know, it's already an advantage to the offense. They already have juiced baseballs, you know, mm-hmm. they've already okay. shrunk the strike zone. Mm. Okay. You know what I'm saying, man? Pitchers can't use pine tars, but baseball batters, but the batters could use pine tars, pine tar. <laughs> all right. Well, maybe, I don't know. Maybe, uh, all right. Then put a runner on first then not on second. That would be a compromise, but even then, it's just getting on base. Like we we praise guys that get Start, on base. Starting that bat with a with times. a three zero count. Starting a, and that bat with a three three zero count. One one count. Uh, speed up the game. Speed. I, I'm I'm more on board with starting the count one one in extra inning games than putting a guy on second in extra inning games. And I'm not for either. But what, but why one one? Because it 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 speeds up it speeds up the at bat. It it uh it incentivizes the the batter to swing. All right, whatever, man. <laughs> what <the fuck? laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't think I have anything else to talk about. Do you? Nah. How are things, Can't... man? How's life? How's uh? Good. How are the kids? <laughs> <laughs> you know, swimming in my uh, testicles. Okay, that's nice. <laughs> don't uh, don't put your laptop there. You know, keep the babies alive. That's a and, problem. Uh, I actually, I actually do have that problem when I'm laying down and I have my laptop. It's like right, it's the, uh, the the heat vent is hovering right over that area. So. You gotta protect those babies. Uh, the Gomez family lacks a boy, a heir to the name. So uh, we gotta. Hey man, whatever is swimming around in here has survived. Think about this. We're <laughs> we're we're the product of everything that's happened on this earth. For the last four billion years, so uh-huh. I think I think these guys will make it, man. <laughs> All right, am I keeping this in? By the way, <laughs> <laughs> sure, if you want. I don't. I don't All care. right, so that's it. Follow me at Manny Go Three. Follow Luis at Hobamojo on Twitter. Follow the show at WT the Show, and check out our website wttspod.com. I've been revamping. And we're getting a lot of a lot of hits on there. So check it out. And that's it. Peace out, everybody. Peace.